Hello there. Welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life. Happy New Year. First full edition really of 2023. The conversation around resolutions with Ross Mitchell went up on the 31st of January 2022. This is going to be a little look back on some of the lessons of the pod from 22 that I've gleaned and hopefully will remind regular listeners of some of those great guests and some of their great insights as well. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the support of the podcast. I'm Teddy Draper, sports broadcaster in the UK, primarily at Sky Sports News, but have been doing the podcast now for four or five years and love it. So thank you for being here. Thank you for the chief sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV. Saw their lead man, Jason Briggs, yesterday. It's beautiful shop in the courtyard in Montpellier, but they are specialists in home entertainment and home installations and worth checking out. Serene AV online, Serene underscore AV, I believe, on Instagram and social media. And get in touch with Jason, his fine team. They'll help, help you out with whatever you're looking, big or small, in terms of home entertainment, audio players, whatever it might be. Remember, as well as we head into the new year, lots of coughs and colds abound in the UK at this time of year. I've kind of fended them off for the last month or so after a rough patch in November, December. But we shall see. Don't talk too soon. And to optimize my immunity, I do take supplements. I take Immune Complete 2 from Cytoplan, food-based supplement company again housed in the west of England. My father has been a mentor consultant there for a couple of decades. We've been taking the supplements for that time as well. And we can share a discount code with the listeners of the podcast. If you go to cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk at checkout, the discount code is Draper10R. My last name, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, numerals one zero and the capital letter R. That discount code gets you 30% off first purchase 10% ongoing. Now, if like me at Christmas time, it's a great time for spending time to reflect and be with members of your current family, but maybe you wonder about people that you've lost and reminisce. For me, it's particularly my grandfather, Ronnie, Second World War veteran, painter and decorator in the House of Parliament at Buckingham Palace, but he died when I was 14. And a lot of those memories and mystery about, misty, sorry, about him growing up and the northeast of England when he moved down to London, all his brothers and sisters, I think there was 12 of them, so I, I wish I'd got some detailed conversations recorded with him or someone had done them. And that's what we're trying to do with Attic Box Audio. If you go to atticboxaudio.co.uk and drapermedia.co.uk, it's the details of a simple idea, really, which is me sitting down with members of the public to record in quality their life conversations, typically older people, but doesn't have to be just for posterity, for connecting families, for remembering people, their voices and their stories. So check out Attic Box Audio co.uk and also whole man academy anthony asprey mentoring sessions free with the podcast check out the link in the show notes let's get on to it then reflections on 2022 i hope you enjoy this and let me know if you do okay let's kick start the look back with a podcast i did really well actually a lot of interest in it in January 2022, pretty much a year ago, Ollie Mel, Kettlebell World Champion, former commander in the Royal Marines and a man who runs an outdoor gym in Cheshire called the Wolfpack Fitness. Cheshire is in the northwest of England for listeners from overseas. And just a compelling conversation, actually, not only an example of what you can achieve, and she, I'm sure Ollie has maybe above average genetic gifts, but to be able to lift 30 kilogram kettlebell, I think for something like an hour in a shoulder press repeatedly shows what kind of endurance strength we can develop. I mean, 30 kilogram kettlebell, I could probably do about 13 times, let alone do it for an hour. So 
that's incredible without without needing a rest. And also, I think the concept of outdoor gym, Wolfpack Fitness, getting the serotonin in the eyeballs, getting that circadian rhythm honed in and doing it even when it's cold, even when it's raining with appropriate facilities, shelter, waterproof equipment, waterproof um, clothing. I think it was very clever as regards that. So I think that was a, a real fine to get Ollie on. And also just the fact he had his kids at home that day. And I remember he was feeling challenged by that. And I think that's good for us, isn't it? Some of us who maybe find obsessive fitness goals more easy than some of the kind of multifaceted challenges of modern life, particularly if you're a parent, where you direct your energy, when you direct it. And speaking as a man, it can be difficult. I remember I could really fixate on a goal when I was younger and get stuff done. But maybe now you've got multiple goals. And we talk about that towards the end of 2022 with Ross Mitchell, didn't we? The kind of goals having to be complementary in your life. And I know... It may be uh, gender centric or, or blinkered, but just as a man myself, I do find that my wife is more adept at, at multitasking, spinning things, but maybe not able to fixate obsessively when you need to quite as well as I can. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, that will depend on your perspective. And then uh, James Golden is in last year's opening month as well, January, aka underscore the fitness pro on social media. Fantastic personal trainer to athletes, non-athletes alike. Good friend of mine, James, came on and talked about healthy habits. And what was really revealing about that, I think, was while we maybe this time of year in particular look for the silver bullet of exercise, what it might be, how we can get ripped, jacked, how we're going to transform our lives, run a marathon, whatever it might be. He was just talking about lifestyle-wise, the fundamentals of just moving more, sitting less, getting up, walking to the fridge, making sure your water cooler is far away, going up and down the stairs, as much as you can just not sitting static looking at a screen maybe a walking desk whatever it might be and also talked about the challenges of lockdown and how the commute had actually been a lot of people's basic movement and just getting those fundamentals trying to sleep go to bed at a good time things like that so james was, was great on that and when he could be more niche and specialist about any matter of fitness topics i think that can be more impactful for the wider population which is suffering with a lot of lifestyle issues sedentary behavior obesity, type 2 diabetes, cancer rates, etc. So that was really cool for James to give that message. As was Kimberly Painter, who, like James, was a panelist on the Cheltenham Wellbeing Festival, where I hosted a number of events in 2019. She's a psychotherapist and through movement and dance in particular, great dance instructor as well. Great to get on her, her on and talk about the psychological benefits of movement and particularly dance of music. And actually struck me at the time thinking that once upon a time in my life, there was a lot more music, a lot more dancing. When I was at university in my 20s, you're going out and maybe you've had a few drinks. It's not world-class dancing that anyone's particularly going to want to look at on Monday morning, but it was that sense of joy and, and freedom and movement. And I think that was a good, timely podcast with Kimberly, who is a mother recently in the last couple of years as well. So great to get her thoughts on that and how she's going to potentially raise her child. Seb Hutchinson, who was a longtime colleague of mine, sports journalist, commentator, specialist now for a decade or so, do really well across the BBC and Sky Sports and a rarity in the sense that he's a black man, but talked about how that's not so necessarily front and centre and his thoughts. And it's about doing the job and about focusing on the craft and mastery. And I think that was powerful. And I think one thing that struck out as well as a communicator and something that hasn't necessarily been fashionable is Seb was talking about how it's fine to have an accent be from where you are in the part of the world but to make sure you're understood. And what he said was whenever he goes anywhere in the English language speaking world, he wants to be understood. So whether it's the Northeast of England, he's a Southern lad, whether it's the Northwest, whether it's Scotland, whether it's Ireland, whether it's the United States of America, whether it's Australia, Canada, and that's a good fundamental lesson, isn't it? I don't think you have to forego your roots in that sense, but there is a sort of fashion, particularly in the UK for very strong regionalized accents, which is great, but ultimately communication is about being understood 
And uh, that was cool to chat to him about his rise. I think he's worked very hard and great to speak to him. Another colleague as well, Dave Fulton, former Kent cricket captain, Sky Sports broadcaster alongside myself now, both at Sky Sports News and Cricket, host a number of events as well and studying sports psychology actually currently as well to maybe redirect coaches, coaches a lot of cricket now at the youth level. Um, great to get him on and talked about his career actually and how he'd stumbled along for a number of years until his late 20s when he almost made the England team by virtue, I believe, of a conversation with a coach at the time. And it wasn't about technique. It wasn't about refinement. And we may be seeing this with the England cricket team at the moment. It was about just going there, rediscovering that joy, just going after the ball, having that sort of enthusiasm that we had. And I think that's a difficulty, isn't it? We start playing sport for play and for recreation and for just the pure fascination, immersion of it. And then the outside external stuff comes in, the pressure, the goals, the numbers, trying to get selected for this or that. So that was the realization that he had late in his career was really cool. I think you can definitely trans um, locate that from sport to other aspects of our life as well, that maybe getting in your own way, whether it's a broadcaster like me or other routes and just trying to embrace that enthusiasm, enjoy it, make go lightly. It doesn't mean you're not focused or intent but it doesn't have to be super serious and tense, which is definitely counterproductive to performance, I think, in most realms of, uh, of work. Dr. Chidi, lifestyle medicine, fascinating conversation, medical doctor, and really underscored a lot of things that we know, but just how fundamental sleep is, particularly diet, exercise to health, and how in the midst of repeated headlines in the UK, at least about the crisis in the NHS, alleged crisis, however you determine that, the real crisis is a lifestyle crisis and whether that's manifested in the obesity issues, the type 2 diabetes issues, the cancer issues, potentially heart disease, all the different realms of it. And Dr. Chidi was saying that have to go back to the root cause and wonder why we're so unhealthy because ultimately if all of us are so unhealthy, the NHS by definition, we're not going to be healthy enough to earn enough money to pay enough tax to put into it. There's not going to be enough provision to actually preemptive medicine, lifestyle medicine can be key perhaps to turning things around. So go back to that podcast and listen to a very learned gentleman and um, very thought-provoking, as was Adnan Ibrahim. And I like to get people on the podcast to a little bit of a challenge to me conceptually. He's a co-founder and CEO of Mind Labs, which is an application to encourage mindfulness and healthy mentality, I suppose, psychological health. And what's interesting is that for me, my news resolution is to reduce my mobile phone used to under an hour a day on average because i will use a lot of screens i'm using a screen now essentially i'm recording the podcast we'll do it my day job at sky sports news reading scripts before going on air and then when you're on air you're reading the auto queue you're looking at scripts ahead and you're, you're planning things you're getting pieces of information flashed on screens so i know that we get a lot of that but i think the particularly the phone use and that kind of wild aimless scrolling that you do that drains your dopamine is something i want to avoid but adnan ibrahim has uh, developed an app to encourage mindfulness so it's an interesting and he says that that's the route to get people in the current generation younger generation who perhaps don't remember it and i remember it and feeling a lot more clear-headed before smartphones came along so i'm not wholly convinced they're a positive addition they were when it meant you could phone someone when you got stuck in the middle of nowhere and your car broke down or whatever it was but i'm not entirely sure that streaming information through our eyeballs 24 7 is necessarily constructive to a productive life or a happy life but nonetheless, Adnan made a good case for it being a, a good route to reach people, millennials who are struggling with mental health. I'm, I think technically I'm just about a millennial, but definitely on the older side of it. In July, uh, Carlton Palmer, former England, left uh, Sheffield Wednesday, Leeds United, midfielder, boxed, box midfielder, full of enthusiasm, full of verve, great speaker as well. Now he's doing a lot on talk sport radio and great to listen to him as I drive around the country sometimes. And he was 
interesting on a number of levels. They're talking when he's talking previously about things like racism as a black man and saying, what next? What do you do? Do you use that as the fetist or do you not deny that racism exists, but that you have to live your life to the maximum regardless and don't be cowed, I suppose. But also what he was talking about that was powerful for me was people giving them the option when there's a slight jingoism, I suppose, in whatever country you live in about your country being the best option. He said for young people, and this foretold really the, the wider media conversation around life cost of living crisis and stuff in the UK where everything has just risen incredibly actually and times are really challenging for a lot of people and Carlton was saying even in July that he looked at the even the price of beer as a barometer for the average working man and thought you know what a pint's so expensive it's almost tough for people to do that and they use going down the pub as a, a vehicle for keeping social connections particularly men and he said maybe look at going abroad he advised his kids to go abroad he's taught abroad in sports colleges in Dubai and China and has set himself up because his career, even though it was stellar and illustrious, wasn't as financially rewarding as modern day football careers. So it was an interesting conversation with Cotton, very fascinating guy. Curtis Woodhouse too, about talk about multitasking, first ever man to, and, and still to play only, to play Premier League football and be boxing British world champion. And it was um, fascinating to get him on talk about the mindset of that. And the fact that he walked away from a lucrative career in football to a non-lucrative career, really, in boxing, even at British boxing level. He talks about the candid um, struggles he's had as well, mental health. So I really appreciate Curtis coming on. Listen back to that one. If you want to hear just a fantastic boy's own story. Dave Brickell, who was a former football teammate of mine at Sky, at Sky Sports, at Loughborough University, a great left back, was a West Ham youth player up until the age of 16, but wanted to follow academia. And that wasn't always possible in the 1990s. It is now, I think, for people to take that dual path but he's now a financial specialist really in cryptocurrency. But before that was a trader for 10 plus years, very sharp financial mind. And just explain the concept of money, belief, and how fundamentally cryptocurrency can be validated if people believe in it. That's as much as it is. Money doesn't have an inherent worth. And just some fundamentals about building for the future and that being essential to save in some format, which I've struggled the last few years with that. And I think he says automating that is a, is a key part of just building and feel like you're going somewhere rather than just spending, accumulating some sense of wealth, even if it's relative to a modest earnings, whatever whatever you are earning. Had Wade Elliott on as well in the autumn, Cheltenham Town Manager in his first season, coming off the back of a really harrowing loss to Alvechurch, which on paper was Cheltenham's worst ever result against the ninth tier team in the FA Cup, oldest cup competition in the world. Cheltenham play in League One, which is a third level of English football. But Wade was quite astute without making excuses, just to clarify that the depth of football talent and perhaps illuminate the difference between perception and reality and say that Alvechurch had had a lot of professional players who are youth up until under 18, under 19 level were professional players. And perhaps the, the shock wasn't quite as shocking when you look at it like that. Those players didn't lack ability, just lack consistency. And on any given night, as they did prove, at Wadden Road, they could spring an upset against a bigger team. But really appreciate them coming on. And things have upturned generally for Cheltenham. And they're certainly out of trouble in League One, which is good for them relative to their finances. And that is something as well, isn't it, in life, is is modifying our goals relative to the ingredients, the abilities, the genetics we have, which sometimes difficult to accept, but I think is, uh, is certainly realistic. And I think that's not necessarily negative. Striking that balance is a tricky one, isn't it, between realism and pessimism not verring into that that pessimistic area appreciate some regular guests throughout the year I should mention john palmer who's the beat reporter for cheltenham town sports journalism lecturer at gloucester university in cheltenham in the west of england where i live 
and just documented the team and also sports journalism and how the, the industry is changing, blown apart by the internet, but how it's carved out lots of little niche jobs for students, which I think is a big one, actually, because when I try and recommend sports journalism to students, I want them to have a career path. I want to know that there is a career path there. So having John on the podcast regularly to, to verify that is is fantastic. Christian Leroy Duncan's been a podcast guest, I think a couple of times, maybe three times during the year. And brilliant news, MMA fighter from Gloucester, a city near where I live in Gloucestershire. And he has been signed up by the UFC, makes his debut in March. I believe there's going to be a UFC card in London. Won't be necessarily hugely lucrative off the gate, but could be a game changer in terms of sponsorship, endorsements for him. Great lad, redirected his career, struggled to make it as a basketball player, I think largely in, in some extent, because there's not really a basketball career. The BBL or the British Basketball League here, but not necessarily anything comparable to the United States or Europe in that regard. And I presume Australia basketball is relatively big there. But nonetheless, he's redirected and he's a very thoughtful guy under the stewardship of Mark Weir, who's a UFC pioneer from the UK, another Gloucester guy. And great to have him. I'm going to get Mark on soon to talk about Christian's ascension to the UFC and then hopefully speak to both of them at Sky Sports, which I can probably share on the podcast as well. Shane Duff is a former Cheltenham Town footballer who's been on the podcast throughout, talking about mentality, psychology, positivity, footballer who career was abruptly ended but the insurance company wouldn't pay out said it wasn't a football injury to his back it was a freak movement that caused it whatever it might be but he's redirected his life rebuilt himself as a property investor and someone who draws together investments in a high pressure environment and no doubt it's been quite challenging at the moment with the recession and possible changes in the housing market um, but Shane's an effervescent character and a thoughtful character appreciate his insight throughout the years as well in terms of um, just going again in his career, which I think is, is powerful for a lot of us who maybe think about career transitions. And a lot of the reason for starting the podcast was seeing whether people could glean things from their career and whether they could translate that into other aspects of their life. Because sport is fantastic, but what can we learn from it? What can we draw upon? How can it enhance our life and enrich our life? And certainly Shane has done that. I think he didn't almost make it as a footballer and made a clear decision to step up, be seen, be prominent in training, ask for the ball, be forceful, not overthink it. And that's something I presume he's translated into his line of work as being successful now. So that's fantastic. York City's new manager, David Webb, he's got a fantastic career at big football clubs as a coach in the back, back room, now in his first big job in the National League and made a solid start, I believe, at the time of recording. Um, and it was fantastic to get his take on the individual aspects of knowing players and people, I suppose, in other careers and other walks of life in terms of knowing what makes them tick, their background, their psychology, their motivation, what they need to feel comfortable, to feel confident. And I thought that was fascinating. But also as an anecdote he shared about Wilfred Zaha, who's a fantastic Crystal Palace player, international footballer as well. But he made the discovery of Wilf, of Wilf playing as a, as a kid, park football, and then recommended him to Crystal Palace where he was then doing some work. Went through Palace's training regime for a couple of weeks in the academy and they got a call from the academy coach or David got a call from the academy coach saying, you know what, he's just not doing it in the drills, doesn't seem to understand the, the game. Because by that stage and in the modern football, these academies are drilling kids from age of seven or eight in patterns of play, technique, whatever it might be. And David said to them, well, have you played him in a game yet? You have to play him in a game yet. And I believe they played Tottenham Hotspurs respective age group team and Zaha ran amok scored six goals in something like a 6-1 win and it was, a, it was a powerful illustration about individualism mavericks and was a little bit different not discarding because they're not part of the system don't fit into the structure perhaps we need that and there needs to be a, a pattern around that David said about you know fundamental patterns of play etc 
but that individual genius do not discard it and do not expect the same things from that and that can be a difficult conundrum for leaders can't it how you incorporate different members of your team there's maybe unorthodox members of your team into a more consistent predictable structure so that was cool cool conversation with david check it out if you'd like to listen to that more bmx champion mike mullen was on the podcast last month in december compelling conversation again one of the guests i had a couple now that my daughter zoe had recommended because she'd had him as a guest speaker and indeed a bmx instructor really uh, through her school and it's just a powerful lesson on courage whatever you have three seconds of courage how much can it change and mike talks about the transformational aspect of courage for him of sitting down of sorry dropping in on a bmx over a, a ramp whatever it might be doing those tricks at 20 30 feet up in the air how much that courage takes and just getting in the set how it centers you how it focuses you but how emboldened you feel how encouraged you feel because it's courage and it makes sense doesn't it and i think we need to do those things that put us out of our comfort zone maybe not drop into a bmx ramp particularly in my stage my various injuries unless you do training of course but that aspect of courage i think the challenge you know as eleanor roosevelt famously said fdr's wife first lady of america said that you know you should do something every day that scares you and it shouldn't be necessarily a huge thing but just something could be in my case <laughs> trying to put a shelf up because i'm terrible at do diy handy stuff around the home but i thought mike was great to have on and then ross mitchell rounded things off last week and again going back i suppose completing the circle from james golden in january when we're talking about healthy habits we're talking about ross the realism that's needed in terms of goals as you get older in life and how they can be multifaceted because as i said a lot of people have maybe inspiration or or emotions evoked from social media that aren't necessarily positive of seeing people in great shape thinking i want to do that and if i don't do that i'm not worthy shouldn't be proud of myself but then actually you think about it that might be great if you've got one goal to get cut it means you're going to stay in you're not going to see your friends necessarily as much you're not going to put as much energy into your work because you're working out three hours a day because exercise is great isn't it in the sense that a little bit of it gives that energy the right amount but if you do too much then perhaps it takes time and energy away from other aspects of your life be it a parent be it a business person be it someone who wants to help out in charity whatever it might be around you coach at schools for free and i think there's lots of multifaceted goals and i think making it complementary your goals as much as they can be and there'll be times when you have to lean into one more than another of course week to week but looking at a broader picture we make resolutions and new year's goals was a, a great conversation with ross mitchell who is uh, online training with ross mitchell i believe on instagram just google ross mitchell pt great educator and thought-provoking learned person i believe philosophizer that kind of again takes attributes of physical training and applies the psychology to broader life or can make that connection which is why i've enjoyed the conversations with him what well, i hope you have too that's a brief review of 2022 on the podcast for me it's quite cool to go back and on the treadmill of life just look back and see what's where we've been and, and what we've learned and it's been a positive experience having those conversations for me i hope it has for you listening i really appreciate you supporting the podcast and if you could rate it write a review on iNews, Spotify, iNews, iTunes. iNews is a, a broadcast journalism software. That would be fantastic. And just tell a friend. And anyway, I hope you have a great 2023. I hope those resolutions work and enhance your life, make you happier, healthier, and I hope you're happy anyway. But you know what I mean. Have a great one. Thanks again for listening. Goodbye for now. There we have it. I hope I didn't ramble too much incoherently and hope you enjoyed that let me know if you did 
drop me a message at hello at drapermedia.co.uk. Write a review. I'm Teddy Draper Sport on Instagram and on Twitter as well. LinkedIn, Teddy Draper. So yeah, get in touch if you have any thoughts on that. Really appreciate it. Just appreciate listening to the podcast. But if you want to write a review and or tell a friend, of course, that will enhance things. I know a lot of people share the podcast, typically on WhatsApp in the UK, as I see from the data which is great. I've got data on the podcast. Very cool. Feels almost professional. But let me know what you want uh, the podcast to be more like in 2023. Any tips? Appreciate it. Trying to make it better, trying to enhance as we go forward in life, aren't we? As we fight, stave off father time. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serena V. Remember, if you're looking to optimize your immunity, Cytoplan, food-based supplement companies kindly offered a family discount that we've enjoyed from my father working for them across roughly same discount anyway across uh, the podcast for listeners and if you go to cytoplan.co.uk c-y-t-o-p-l-a-n.co.uk maybe you're looking at some vitamin d3 at this time of the year or another multi-vitamin supplement head to cytoplan.co.uk at checkout the discount code is draper10r d-r-a-p-e-r my last name all capital letters then the numerals one zero and the capital letter r 30% off your first purchase 10 percent ongoing with that remember anthony asbury's free mentoring session available through the whole man academy through the show notes for the podcast and attic box audio if perhaps you're thinking now that you miss a person want to hear their voice want to hear their story then maybe now's the time to to book an attic box audio experience or just look at it on the website see what you think because it is something that i think is beneficial and been enriching for me to record conversations with my family members my parents my parents-in-law my uncle in the states long four-hour conversation team in california which was difficult because obviously it was very late my time and my daughter was uh, trying to sleep but it's 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 been a very worthwhile thing to really understand my family and, and and have that for posterity now to be able to connect them with with generations and my daughter to have real knowledge of them if they you know tr- would happen tragically to pass on before she reaches full adulthood etc and we don't often have those conversations anyway however much time we have and i think concentrate to sit down and discuss someone's life the details the experiences the lessons is powerful so that's atticboxaudio.co.uk check it out and i hope you enjoy that i hope you enjoy your week and the year to come some good podcasts coming up here on sport and life and i'll speak to you again soon mm-hmm.